Hello, everyone, and welcome to the KW Maps Podcast Growth Edition, where you learn one specific strategy a KW Maps client implemented to sell more homes. Today, you'll meet Jen Davis, a real estate professional in Springfield, Missouri, who joined KW Maps almost three years ago. You'll learn why Jen invested in Maps Coaching, how she focused on time blocking, and how her GCI jumped from 280000 to over 450000 in just two years, almost doubling her income. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. So let's get right into it and listen in on the interview with Jen Davis and Diana Kokoska. Jen, every podcast I ask about people's stories because everyone has one. So briefly tell us your story. Well, I was I was born in Nebraska and moved to Springfield, Missouri to go to college and have stayed here. I've I've lived here since 1998, graduated from college here. And more recently, if we're fast forwarding through um, some of my early adult years into the real estate world, I got licensed about 10 years ago. I worked for a different brokerage. I was not always with Keller Williams. I was there for about four years before I joined Dan Holt's team in Springfield as his lead buyer's agent. And those first four years had very minimal success. You know, my biggest year, I closed, I think, 16 transactions. Um, Since joining KW in, well, six years ago this week, actually, um, I have grown by leaps and bounds uh, professionally and personally um, with Dan's leadership and the leadership of my my maps coach and and all of the KW tools that we have really bought into and participated in at a high level. My business has grown um, from closing 49 units the first year with Dan at Keller Williams to last year on our buy side, um, we closed 223 units. And that was with myself and two showing agents. And okay, let, let's agents. stop just a minute. This, okay. this is good to pass. 223 closings from a buyer's agent that had two showing assistants. I mean, I slowed down for that one. 223 closings as a buyer's agent with two showing assistants. I did hear that right. You did. You did. We were 50% of our team's production last year, the three of us. So Dan gave you a business plan to follow, a 135. What what did you do to get that type of volume? We have built this, honestly, we, we started six years ago building it kind of with this in mind and not knowing how quickly we would get here. So Yes, Dan was the first person to sit down with me and build out a business plan. And he, you know, dialed it in enough for me to understand if X was my goal, these were the activities that I had to do around that goal and having daily accountability. And so when, when, we, when we've talked about this over these last six years, we have had incremental jumps or and, and different leverage 
points along the way, if you will. So we really built this after Gary's MREA model. We took what his model was for the listing side and put it onto the buy side. Um, so our first hire on the buy side was not somebody in production. It was somebody to be admin support. And then there was marketing and then there was help with lead generation. And then when I was at capacity with production on my own, as far as being in showings and negotiating contracts and doing all of the things that a buyer's agent does, at that point, I was so dialed into the 20% of my activities that, and the rest had been leveraged off. What happened was we were closing, I think the last year before I had a showing agent, I closed 110 units. And it's because we had a massive team around the effort to get us there. And so when we look at it um, in, in the progress of these last six years, what it looks like is leveraged pieces along the way to get us to eventually being at that 223 unit count of last year. Our last piece of leverage on the buy side was adding additional adding additional help just on the listing side where you would eventually add a listing specialist it was no different we added somebody that was a showing specialist someone where their top 20 percent was able they were able to go and show property and get people to the point of writing an offer and my 20 percent refocused into negotiating contracts handling the issues that arise making sure our pipeline was big enough to have this giant massive buy side business within the umbrella of our team business. So I've got your production right here in front of me. In 2013, you were closing 49 units. Then you went to 72 units at 110 units. During that year, you joined MAPS Coaching. So you went I to did. 110 units. Then you went to 182 units. 223 units, and now on track to do 250 units as a buyer's agent. I really want to have people hear that because that daily accountability from Dan, and then he leveraged his time and had you obtain a MAPS coach. And now that MAPS coach holds you accountable, as well as giving you guidance and direction along the way. So I want to take you back to when you first joined Keller Williams. And, well, what did, what did the move to Keller Williams do to the trajectory of your career? Oh, it it turned it 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 totally turned it on a on a dime. I mean, it was a hundred and eighty degree turn. I went from being an average person as an and an average agent to having the ability to not leave an lead an average life to having giant expectations and giant um, goals and dreams. And not only that, but that that and that moment of buying into Keller Williams and buying into your market center and being present and plugging in and doing all of those things, what, what happens is it changes you for the better. And it, 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 it changed the trajectory of my career, of my life, of my kids' lives. And it was almost immediate because Dan was able to give me not only the chance to dream that big, Keller Williams and the leadership 
team was able to give me the tools to actually get there, to break it down into a piece-by-piece -piece structure with the end goal in mind. Wow. So what specific model or system actually helped you the most right at the very beginning? Right at the very beginning, I would say that it was the a business plan. It was knowing my numbers and you know having the ability to have that daily accountability. I knew where I was within my goal every single day. You know that was before fifteenth um, of the month protocols were rolled out, which I love. And it was it was a guideline of day by day how we're going to how we're working our business and investing in our business and knowing how to show up. How do I need to show up today to get to, to, to be able to do the things that I need to do to move this organization forward? And that was at the very beginning. Later it certainly was time blocking. Time blocking became the best thing that I've ever bought into outside of maps coaching. And it was because of my maps coach that I finally bought into time blocking. And and so there are so many things along the way, different systems and models, I think, that fit your business very well at different times. So when you do time blocking, do you use the bold program of you look at it and say, that's a green activity or a pink or a yellow activity, actually leveraging some of the tasks that you have away to others? So um, on, yes, on our calendars, we, my coach was able to help me time block based on your bold program. And what that did for me is he was able to really, through the time blocking, he had me submit my calendar to him at the beginning of every week. And it was an effort to get that calendar under control because it wasn't, it was not under control. It was mass chaos at its best back in those days. And my coach was able to really shine a flashlight in every aspect of my business and say, okay, here's where we have inefficiencies and here's where we can improve upon those. And the only way we're gonna be able to do that is by time blocking and using Diana's program and suggestions to get us there. It was the first time that it made sense to me that by doing that, I was going to be able to launch forward. It, 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 it was giving me the ability to control my business versus my business controlling me. Well, I know one of the things you're the proudest of is your children. Did time blocking help you actually spend more time with them? Oh, Heavens, yes. You know, I, I look back on the years of the, when I did 49 units and in the year I closed 72 units, my schedule was very chaotic. And I don't know that we had, I know that I didn't have set time for my kids and it felt very much like they were getting the leftovers. And that's not how I wanted to live. That wasn't my life by design. And that was really when Dan suggested that I get into coaching. He was like, I've, I've, I've given you all I can give you and you need somebody else's help. You know, I've never been here on the buy side. I've never closed this many units on the buy side. We need some additional help. And that time blocking, the year that I did 110 units, I did that with no showing agent and had more quality of life that year than I had at 49 units. 
And last year with 223 units, I had even more quality of life. He has, my coach has been, my MAPS coach has been able to every year help me reprioritize where I need to put things. And it's a, it's a, it's a constant game of improvement of, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be at every activity. I want to not get called away in the middle of dinner and feel like there's a conversation that I must have that's more important than the conversation that I'm having with them. And it has been, it has been life-changing. Time blocking in that aspect has been life-changing. So it sounds like you've had a lot of personal growth, Jen. How has that personal growth helped you, your family, and your team's success? Well, I think that that personal growth, it's a more, it, it is a mindset of winning through others. I think that it would be hypocritical to say that we don't all have some ego in things and a drive to win and a drive to have this amazing life. And what's happened is with this growth and mindset, I've had a growth in character. I've had a growth in maturity. I've had a growth in leadership. And what that looks like is it shows up in all aspects of your life. My goal is to be authentic. Every place that I show up, I want people to know that what I'm saying is factual. And whether that's at work with clients, whether that's at work with my team, whether that's at home with my kids, I want to be present wherever I'm at. And I'm all in. I'm all in with the people in my life. And I am so focused on their success. My success now happens organically. And it's not that there's not an ego there anymore. However, it's not what it was. I have really, really learned to to win through others and to win through their successes and to see their successes as my own and get to celebrate them and cheer them on. And it's just, it's been professionally the thing that I'm the most proud of is watching this growth and watching the people in our organization as they develop into leaders and as they start building their own systems and models and um, or enhancing ours and building their team within the team. It's such an honor to be a part of. So I want to dig in a little bit to really help our listeners understand what you do. What is some of the strategy that you use to find those buyers? So we are very focused on repeat and referral clients. So we are, we make a big effort to work within our database in getting those um, referrals from our current clients and past clients and making sure that our past clients, we are top of mind in front of. So we have a um, very intentional 36 touch campaign that we use with, with our database. We also lead with listings. We are focused on this call on the buy side of our business and our listing team is 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 as amazing. They were carrying, I think right now, 142 active listings. That generates buyers. If we lead with listings, buyers come from it. So I understand on the buy side that the goal, the four conversations, you know, Don Davis's career growth initiative and his four conversations and all those things that they're driving 
that drives my business. And so we get a ton of buyer leads from our listings, sign calls, the internet leads that come in as far as inquiring on the properties that we have listed. And then um, our showing agents and listing specialists, they do a high volume of, of open houses and the activities around those. You know, we are door knocking, we are circle prospecting, we are running it as a business. We are not passively waiting for leads to come in. We are very proactive in generating leads and the activities that go on around those. So as a buyer's agent, you see the fact that you've got to help them find listings, not necessarily take the listing. You help get appointments for people on the listing side. Absolutely. I understand that our day-to-day business is going to live or die on the on the listing side. And, you know, an example of that is I think in 2016, Dan our, Dan, our rainmaker, made a goal in April of taking 50 listings. And I think that he took 47 listings on his own. No listing specialist, nothing else. And guess what happened in May? We sold 36 properties on the buy side. It's a direct correlation of what happens on the listing side follows on the buy side. And I am 100% supportive of doing what we need to do on the listing side to drive that business because I am a member of a team. And my goal is for the team to hit every goal that they have. And in order to do that, we have to hit our listing goal. So do you use scripts when you're out with those buyers? Yes. And we script practice all of the time. It's, I think my showing agents sometimes get frustrated with us in that we always flip into scripts and dialogue practice with them as they uh, bring us real world issues with their clients. Well, why is it important that you actually use scripts rather than just whatever comes out of your mouth, right? Well, I think for us, we try very, very hard to be one company, one language. So our lead generation department and our production work hand in hand. We are we are one company. And so what we sound like on the phone, we want to sound like in the field. So there is a lot of role play and script practice that goes along with that, just like you teach us in bold. If you know the scripts and you know the dialogues and you can anticipate what those objections are, you're able to overcome those. You're able to better service your clients because you're not scrambling around looking for an answer. You know the answer. It comes across then to your clients is that you are an expert in the field, that you do know what, what you're talking about, and it can take some of the emotion out of, of what they're feeling or, or how they're reacting to a certain situation. So we do very heavily rely on, on scripting. So you script practice every day and hearing that you're on track to sell as a buyer's agent, 250 houses, I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, most people are going to be thinking that you're working night and day and on weekends, yet that's not the truth. Tell us what your schedule looks like. I have an amazing schedule. Um, I So I take, I have two kids, um, one is 12 and one is seven, and I drop them both off at school in the morning. I am at work by 8.35. I walk in the door. I do a temp check of, of everybody in the office. I walk through. I say hello. I get down to the lead generation activities that I need to do. Um, and then 
I, my day unfolds. I have time blocks every day of what needs to happen in order to move our organization along where it needs to go. And every day I am home when my youngest gets off the bus at 4.07. And I am home and I am present. It, I very rarely have an evening appointment or a weekend appointment. I do take phone calls nights and weekends um, from our showing agents. Um, I will help them solve issues that they need to solve. Or if there's a client that needs to discuss something with me, I'll jump on the phone, call with them. However, I am home every day by 4.07. So Jan, as a person listening, I want to know what script you use when someone wants to look at a home on Saturday. So I would have to answer that two ways. The first one, when I was the only person showing, I was a buyer's agent with no showing agents. I had a team member that really taught me how to say no or how to deflect. So my schedule at that time was very different than it is now. I had it lined out so I would work one day of the weekend and that was typically Sundays. I was already dressed up from church and I would like to go from appointments, you know, after we had lunch, I would go, um, I would go to church, lunch, and then to appointments. And so I did take Saturdays off even the year that I closed 110 units with no showing agents. And the script very much sounded like, you know what, Jen is, um, would love to show you those properties over the weekend. She is, actually fills up very quickly on Saturdays. She has the ability, ability to show you on Sunday afternoon around 3.30, or she could show you Monday at noon. Or we would give different opportunities of time for them to choose when they wanted to take a look at it. It wasn't that I wasn't available or didn't choose to show them. It was more we were going to give them the time blocks that were available, whether that were a Friday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or an evening. But those dates and times were blocked in. So I would work one day of the weekend and then two nights during the week. And those, so if someone had to be nights or weekends, they would get pushed to those time blocks. Now it's different because I do have two showing agents. So if someone wants to see a property on Saturday, it's, it's great. Jen's actually already booked. Kathleen is our top showing agent. She'll meet you there at two. Or that's great. Jen's already booked on Saturday. Cody, our top showing agent, can meet you there at four. Whoever it is that's going to be the one to show the property is our top showing agent. It's always a sell up that they are better in that, that they are well qualified in that role, that it's not a takeaway that I'm not going to be there. It's somebody that's an expert in the field that can answer their questions and handle any concerns that they might have. So you've taken your business from starting out, you were doing real estate with blood and guts. I mean, just really pounding it. And now you've gone to ease and elegance. How did that happen? Through MAPS Coaching. Honestly, my, my coach has helped me stop running my business like I'm a real estate agent and has helped me to start running my business as if I'm a business owner. And it's a difference in how you look at things and how you show up every day and how you react to things. He has coached me all along the way and it has, I've been in coaching for three years and every call I get something out of every call, I can make an adjustment, whether it's major or minor in order to 
show up differently and make sure that we're doing things easier, we're doing things better. And that that's a hundred percent how that transformation happened. I think I without maps coaching would still be showing houses at night. I would still be showing houses on the weekends. I would still have a very chaotic schedule. And now it's very dialed in. It's very organized. I very rarely feel overwhelmed or, you know, he, my coach does not, my maps coach does not love the word busy. I don't have that underlying anxiety anymore of, oh my goodness, I'm so busy. I'm never going to be able to get all of this done. It's a, it's a different way to look at it of, how we're going to get from point A to point B. It sounds like you went from overwhelm to intentionality. And by running your business intentionally, you design it like in bold. So being on a great team, I mean, Dan Hulk is an excellent, excellent agent, top agent. Why would you go to bold? Why wouldn't you just listen to him? Because... Two reasons. First, he leads by example. When I go to bold, he goes to bold. We're, we're in it as a team, and there is always room to learn from you. Your bold is just, I, I, th- I think I said it earlier, even about something else, different things in your business hit you at different times. So each time you take bold, you hear it differently, and you're able to absorb more of it. There's so much good information there. So I think the, the first reason would be he leads by example. Dan is a great leader. He's a great rainmaker and he believes very highly in education and bettering ourselves. The second answer would be you hear it differently when, when, when you go based on the points in your business, whether you're a new agent or, you know, two to three years in or you're 10 years in, you hear things differently and you're at different points of your business. So different things apply to you. So it sounds to me like you're bold, a business objective, having a life by design. You're designing your life and allowing other people to fit into your life versus you being a servant and slave to everybody else. So any lessons that you've learned from all the things that you've been through? You know, I we talked earlier about the lesson of ego, and you say it best of everyone wants to look good and be right. And I think it is understanding where other people come from and understanding how others win and making your organization big enough for each person's goals. Gary talks a lot about making your bubble big enough or making your world big enough for other people to operate within. And it's interesting to me because he talks typically to mega agents about that. Make your world big enough. Make your world big enough. We need to make our world bigger. And it's so neat because I'm the recipient of that. You know, Dan did make his world big enough for me. He made his world big enough for me to operate within and not only reach my goals, but exceed every goal that I've had. And now I do feel like that's my mission. That's my opportunity of, of a give back as I can do that for the two showing agents on our team. I can do that for our administrative staff. I can continue to make that world big enough so that they never have to leave. They never have to go to another team or go out on their own. They can operate within within this amazing team culture and, and world and hit and exceed every goal that they have. 
So what advice do you have for the people listening to this podcast, Jen? Get plugged in. You know, if you're a new agent, get plugged into your market center. Get in the productivity coaching program. Um, if you're someone that is hitting a ceiling, get get reignited. You know, go to go to Bold. Get a MAPS coach. Plug into the systems and models and, and coaching that's available from this amazing company. We're so fortunate to have all of this training at our fingertips. And it's useless if the agent doesn't plug in. Be coachable, be open to learn, and and you know come from come from ha- having the, I guess come from an open mind. You know, let's have a bigger big enough mindset to understand that a lot of people have been here before us and can guide us. We don't have to make the same mistakes. We don't have to make the same failures if we will just plug in to the systems and models and coaching that's already provided based on your level of business. There are always going to be glass ceilings. And what we have to do is figure out how to get through them. Is that a system? Is it a model? Is it coaching? What does that look like? And how do we adapt to it? Well, that's great advice. I'm telling you, this has been so great to interview you. I have heard that people need to adapt, that you make decisions based on what's great for the team, not just yourself that you're willing to deal with multiple things happening and you design it out being very intentional, that you're resilient. I heard that going from 49 to 250 deals as a buyer's agent. And then, of course, as Gary always tells us, always looking for talent and making your world big enough to include them. Thank you so much, Jen. So appreciate it. And we appreciate you being one of our mastery clients and realize that coaching does work. Oh, thank you, Diana. It's been my pleasure. So there you have it. Jen, thank you so much for being on our podcast and for taking time out of your busy day to educate our listeners about your experience and the specific strategies that will help any KW agent sell more homes. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. As always, success is simple, not easy. And with that, we'll catch you next time on the KW Maps Podcast, Growth Edition. Take care.